0: That program is still alive and well today.
1: Yeah.
0: And despite that, we will still say what we have to say. Mm-hmm. I want to be the great team that said what he had to say mm-hmm. and said it free, mm-hmm. and feed others to do the same.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shaping Africa podcast. Each week, we highlight an inspiring person who is shaping Africa so you can learn how to use your own skills and uniqueness to make real impact on the continent. I'm your host, Rose Thiga. Today, I am joined by Mogambi Mpiga. Mogambi is an actor, writer, director, and storyteller. Um, He began his acting career in Nairobi's theater scene in the early 2000s. Um, His acting career would later grow during a brief stint in America in the late 2000s, um, where he was active in the Philadelphia theater and indie film scene. Um, on returning to Kenya, he landed principal roles in celebrated Kenyan films like Nairobi Half-Life and Stories of Our Lives. Um, he co-wrote the award-winning feature films, Kati, Kati and Supermodo, um, and his direct- directorial debut was Lusala. Okay. Um, he's also part of the improv comedy collective called Because You Said So. Um, Gambi, I'm so honored to have you on the show hey. uh, and welcome. Yeah, it's really Thanks. good to have you here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and lots of happy memories from Philly, as True. Well, which is where you and I met. Yes. <laughs> Those are good times. Yeah, man. really good times. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, this season on the podcast, we are really focusing on people who were in the diaspora uh, and then made the transition back and kind of really focusing in on that story and what your journey has been um through that mm-hmm. so maybe as a start you can tell us how did you end up in the u.s
0: oh um i it, I'm, I'm really fortunate mm-hmm. to have had uh folks who are willing to support my um my dreams as far as education went so um my mom and dad you know like, leveled with me and said hey you know we're not getting any younger mm-hmm. Um, if you do want to continue your studies and get a master's degree and I'm sure you remember back then if you graduated like in the early 2000s this is when this whole rhetoric of first degree is nothing in this world now you have to go and get a master's degree Um, so they're like you know willing to support you in that regard now it's funny how time works out Um, had I said yes immediately my life would have gone a completely different route Mm. because I probably would have graduated and not had to be graduating into a recession uh, sure. because I'd, I had a head start of like a year. Uh, but after thinking about it, I was like, yes, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were willing to um, to support me in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then I got a partial scholarship and then I was going to, as far as tuition uh, goes, uh, they were gonna help out. Mm-hmm. And then it was on me to also find ways to take care of myself
2: of while course. I was there. Of course.
0: Um, so I ended up in Syracuse University
2: mm-hmm.
0: In uh, June of 2007, um, studying advertising mm-hmm. because that's what I was doing. Right. I was working in the ad scene in Nairobi mm-hmm. before finally deciding, yeah, this is what I think I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, um, I, I was in Syracuse for a year. When I was joining, everything was good. America was fine. Uh, the myth of America was still very much alive and well. Correct we didn't know that there was a housing crisis and we didn't know that we were on the edge of a recession. Mm-hmm. Of course some people knew but it was being kept away from us we were still living the American dream. Correct. Uh, so 2008 literally after I submitted my last paper like this a week later America was officially in a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I remember my friend warning and saying yeah things are not going to be fine for long because we were seated in New York in uh, New York City, i have gone to visit her there. At a cafe, a Starbucks opposite the Lehman Brothers building. Oh. I don't know if you remember what the Lehman Brothers building looked like. It had this huge LCD yeah, display. Honestly,
2: I, I see green with like a lot of... Yeah, the LCD display. Yes, uh-huh. it was huge. huge.
0: It was huge and it had like... It wasn't even like Microsoft type images of wheat fields and whatever. It was like moving images. Mm-hmm. And they were huge and it was Lehman Brothers. And I was like, wow, this building is beautiful, Mm -hmm. these guys must really be doing well. And she was like, (laughs) sipped her coffee and said, not for long. And I'm like, what do you know that we don't? She was working in the banking industry. And true to her words, about a month later, they were no more. And my prospects of getting a job also were like in ICU. Mm -hmm. Um, That began uh, now my second year in the US, a year of complete uncertainty. Um, Job searches all over the place um the the promise when we joined was that you you guys are set like you've come to this school sure
2: yeah syracuse is a really good school for communications exactly their
0: communications college was the best one of the best in the country Mm -hmm. so it was like ah, you guys have your lives made um there's just 15 of you in the master's class so you're already ahead wow
2: it was such a small class oh a
0: small class 15 people and it was unprecedented that there were two kenyans uh in that one class uh i don't think they'd even had a class where there was one and then uh, yeah, so, 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 so we were expecting that by the time we graduate, we're going to be ready for Madison Avenue for our, uh, our big, big advertising ad. careers.
2: Madman style.:
0: Madman style <laughs> for the early 2000s. Correct. We were so looking forward to it for the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. So that didn't happen. Uh, we were in a recession. I was um, interviewing with um, Ogilvy, in New York and it helped that I'd worked at Ogilvy in Nairobi mm-hmm. and it wasn't for an entry level position and I was talking with a diversity special person that they hired for diversity. Mm-hmm. Yes, diversity recruitment, mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. Her, mm-hmm. her title. So everything was looking like it's gonna work out and then this recession happens and I remember receiving an email saying, uh, we're going to have to put off your uh, interview process for now. I think I was days away from receiving an offer letter uh, because I had done three interviews. The third one, I was asking most of the questions. I was going to be working on the Six Flags account, which was at Ogilvy at that point. Yeah. It was a pretty big account. Yeah. Um, I even went to YouTube and looked at the previous ads, did some research on this Six Flags mm-hmm. entertainment mm-hmm. resort, like mm-hmm. theme park thing. Mm-hmm. It was looking good. Then I uh, received the email saying, yeah, uh, there's a hiring freeze, so let's just wait for this thing to blow over in a couple of months. Hmm. Of course we you know how that story went.
1: Right.
0: Uh, so then I found myself, you know, jobless um, and had to make something work. And um, acting is what I fell back on mm-hmm. because the scene in Philly was quite, it was quite a robust scene. Mm-hmm. And um, I went from aspirations of being the guy in the subway in you know, a nice cut, like smart casual suit, sipping on coffee you know scrolling through their phone to now living this very bohemian type life (laughs) uh, with artists Mm -hmm. where you don't know your next check is coming from but it's fine Mm -hmm. Um, spending long hours at the theater bar and jumping from play to play theater to theater and auditioning and sending screenshots and not screenshots headshots and resumes to get auditions. And that was my life for a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's about that time that i uh, early on that i met you guys correct yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then you saw that journey <laughs> so of course now i couldn't do that for a whole year right my visa was coming to an end sure and um i mean i left precession era america and came back to kenya mm-hmm. to make a life for myself mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah so before we talk about kind of coming back yeah um what did that time when you were you know hustling sending out your profile and um, being in the theater scene what did that teach you
0: oh so much do we have yeah. enough time oh, <laughs> a lot a lot a lot a mm-hmm. lot a lot a lot mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll I'll summarize the whole story into one 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 story a, a friend a Kenyan friend of mine was like hey you're going back to Kenya um, let's do a last tour. What, what, what do you want me to um, I have like I think she had like a hundred bucks 150 bucks very generous I sat aside and said that's yours let's do with it what you want to do Mm -hmm. and I was like you know I've always wanted a a tattoo Um, so let's go to the tattoo parlor and I'll get a tattoo on my leg because you know you can cover it up and not everyone will have to know I mean it was the late 2000s I was still quite (laughs) conservative in my head Mm -hmm. Um, so I got a tattoo that said I only need for the cameras because I don't know you know, life is short. Why not? I got <laughs> this. I got this. Okay. This.
2: Oh, that yeah. the top part. The top one. Okay. This, this came later on, at sure.
0: this one. And this simply means, "temet uh, noske" means uh, know thyself. I uh, hope mm. your camera got it well. Mm-hmm. Know thyself.
2: Okay. Wow. That's that's,
0: deep. that's what it got to. That's that's what I wanted tattooed on my leg mm-hmm. to summarize what my experience of the U.S. was. I really got to know myself mm. in a wonderful. Even, even if there was so much difficulty attached oh, to yeah. it, even mm-hmm. if there was so much misery, so much uncertainty, um, I'll, I'll put it this way. It, it felt like, to some degree, it felt like 2020 mm. in, in, to, in 2009. Because everything was so uncertain. We didn't know what was happening next. And it came out of nowhere. And there was a lot of, you know, you'd hear about foreclosures, people losing their sure. homes, people losing their jobs. Yep the news was just the worst this was the end of Bush's era Mm uh but then with Obama coming in with me choosing and taking a chance on this theater thing once more having all these new experiences being able to get through the difficulty I I was living on the benevolence of friends I Mm -hmm. was you know sleeping on a friend's couch Mm -hmm. and uh, just wonderful people who Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with Mm -hmm. to this day um all of it was very new Mm -hmm. and I was like I realize the true, the true impactful moments on your life don't happen in moments of comfort, because sure. you're not paying attention yeah. when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're in a position where everything's difficult and, mm. and things are uncertain and you have to get really um, intentional about where your joy comes from true. And, and where your fulfillment comes from. And it's not according to any script other than your own. Uh, that's where the real life moments happen
2: mm-hmm. yeah you have me tearing up <laughs> <body>. I, was, <laughs> I mean I think yeah it's like who are you when there's no ad job yeah there's no like money coming in yeah. uh who are you really <laughs> yeah. yeah when all that is stripped away yeah, yeah. I,
0: I remember losing 15 bucks and almost crying yeah and my brother's look at me like
2: it's only yo
0: what's going <laughs> on dude um I had saved up every single i had a bowl and i had saved up every single nickel every quarter mm-hmm. every penny if it was like jangly change in my pocket i'd leave it in that bowl and there was a bank not too far away from us that so was encouraging kids to save so they could bring in their piggy banks so i'm a whole adult there with kids you know <laughs> and they're putting their to Denise in, in this coin counter mm-hmm. and i was there also putting my coins in the coin counter and got a 15 and it was wonderful and i was like this will have me set all you think about at that point is transportation. If you sure. can move around, you're good.
1: Sure.
0: Um, internet was the second most important thing, mm-hmm. and then food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here, people don't talk about that stuff, mm-hmm. man. You, capitalistic America, mm-hmm. moving around and connection, mm-hmm. most important thing. Mm-hmm. Food, you can it go could, buy a McDonald's right. and buy uh, like a one a dollar, bag yeah, burger, yeah, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. So that fifteen bucks, put in my back pocket. I'm walking around with my brother. He was visiting. He lived in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're walking around, I check my pocket and it's gone. And I had a almost like meltdown. 15 bucks. That's, 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 that was life, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, I guess that character building was necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah kind of setting you up for... Kanairo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, when you came back, what did you do?
0: I floundered okay. for six months. hmm Um, wondering what what is it that I'm going to give full attention to. Mm. Is it going to be trying to get this acting career off the ground? Because I've been doing it for a year. Um, And I was like, I think in knowing myself, this is what I want to do. I want to tell stories, I want to entertain people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Acting is what kept me going when the entire corporate structure of America was on its knees. It's where I found my most fulfilling experiences, where I found really good friendships, mm-hmm. where I expanded my mind because you got to watch plays, you got to read plays. Um, and, and, and you just got exposed to all of this art. I wanted to do the same thing here. But it was a lot harder to secure jobs. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know where to start. I had been only gone for two years, but you, know, you still feel like you have to start up again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The screen scene though was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lupita had made her debut on this show called Sugar.
1: Right, you remember sugar? yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, sugar came out when I was still there mm-hmm. just a band had released their first album Scratch that. to Reveal mm-hmm. um, uh, How Esuman had made a film called Soul Boy uh, Wanuri had made a film called Pumzi mm-hmm. things just seemed to be blowing up mm-hmm. uh, but sh- it's one thing to see stuff from a distance and then come and have to now get involved in you it see. because you know, there's no sugar shooting when you're here um, you don't know what film is coming up next you don't, you don't know what auditions to go for So settling down took a while. My friends had moved on. You know, a lot of them were married when I left them. Uh, A lot of them on their first or second jobs when I left. Now they were on their like third or fourth, and Mm -hmm. the money was coming in, they were really settling down. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to get back into advertising, into the industry, because it can get a bit tough. The hours can be long. I really wanted to concentrate on something that was truly mine. So I was thinking about opening my own place, but that wasn't taking I wasn't going very well. I really wanted to do consultancy jobs for advertising so I could get paid through that. Mm -hmm. But those weren't coming through because every agency or every account of note was with an agency. Of course. I couldn't be a one-person agency Mm -hmm. and I couldn't think of anyone that I wanted to get into business with. Mm -hmm. Plus, I didn't feel like I wanted to get shackled by running a business when I really wanted to be... Pursuing a passion. There's only so much you can do, you know as one person mm-hmm. So yeah, all of this was just floundering 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 mm-hmm. So six months after I arrived I got a job at Scannard. Okay at Scan Group. I want to say the specific agency within Scan Group <laughs> uh, It wasn't Scannard though mm-hmm. okay. and um, That's like a whole other journey mm. One I did not enjoy <laughs> It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a tough job mm-hmm. um i intimidated some people when i was there um our boss was not very um yeah our boss let me just say he his people skills when it came to actual people non-corporate skills were not very good I see. he threw threats all over the place mm. we called him bsd uh big swinging D, <laughs> uh because he you know we according to the thing is he'd come in and he'd be there swinging and then you know he would be like yeah, 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 Put that thing away. Yeah, yeah, put that thing <laughs> away. You know, we know we know you're the boss. And and and, and according to the law it's, it's if you had any ideas, if you had any things, he'd just swing it and knock them all down, you know. Sure. <laughs> That's the best description of my <laughs> boss I can tell you. Deep voiced Indian man, mm-hmm. man, and he could cut you down with these words. And he didn't hold back if he wasn't impressed by what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. He'd fire people and rehire mm-hmm. them the next mm-hmm. day. Um, and we were working on a very difficult account, oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. with just this behemoth of an account but with very, very scared people in it, not admit, they hide their fear behind machismo oh, and sure. rank sure. And, and throwing people under the bus mm-hmm. and covering mm-hmm. your, your ass. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that took me into depression, depressed for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know i came out of it at about the time a certain film was coming out called nairobi half-life which i happened to be in mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: film showed up and i could say pretty much saved my life mm-hmm. i mean um, mm-hmm. i auditioned for nairobi half-life and i was still on the last stages of recovering because by this point i'd moved from one scan group agency to another and left that account that dude wasn't my boss anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and um literally when i got, got the call and said i got the role i locked myself in a little room and danced and just danced and danced and danced and, and said yes the dream is coming true finally
1: mm-hmm.
0: um we shot over the course of a lot of nights so i'd shoot at night and then go back to work in the morning and then for the days that i'd have to be shooting during the day i asked for uh, a couple of days off so it was a total of seven or eight days of shoots mm. and um I think that became the validating factor of this This is the thing that you ought to be doing.
2: Mm, this is the thing that feeds your soul. Yeah, Yeah. my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what happened when I got back. That's okay. Summary. <laughs> Oof,
2: yeah. And I think for people wanting to come back, perhaps, like, I think your circumstances was you had to come back. Yeah um and those were the cards that were dealt yes but maybe I, my stories i came back out of my own will yeah and i still ended up in a like not so great work situation um you working yeah I'd say
0: who, but I, um...
2: <laughs> yeah but like two years in i was like this is this is not feeding my soul and i need to find a way to pivot
0: what, what was not working
2: um i think what was sold In terms of oh, you Uh, have carte blanche to do this, to do that, to do this, but then what you find is actually a lot of embedded institutional preference for people of certain races. And you put that so yes, correctly. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not about this life. Yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. I need to get in a space where i can actually do what i really want to do and hence the transition but i think there's always challenges when people come back yeah um, and it's about fighting through them and trying to get to places that make you happy and do work that feeds your soul
1: true yeah true true
2: um okay so so you you now you've transitioned into film yes of being an actor yes How has that journey been for you?
0: I have to say, I, 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 I'm always grateful for... I, I can't insist on this enough. Y- young people ought to be out there doing the stuff that makes them happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Particularly young people, when you still have a bit of freedom, when you still have a bit of... Um, yes, time is, is an illusion. I can't insist on that okay. enough. It's an illusion. When you think you don't have enough time, that's not correct. When you think your best times are behind you, that's not correct. Mm -hmm. If you decide that's how it is, that's how it'll show up for you. But then the the people that I mentioned that encouraged me to come back home, the people doing all these cool things, were setting the groundwork for what would become the film industry that we have now.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm not just talking about the people that were making films. Mm -hmm. I'm also talking about the people that were making music videos, like just a band. Le, um, I, I can't speak about, I can't insist on this enough. One of the most, my most special things to do when I got back, which was, um, I, I was doing this pretty much two weeks, maybe a month mm-hmm. before I, I joined Scan Group, I was shooting a video, low budget video, uh, for a song called Hahe. Mm-hmm. Um, people call it Hahe, Makmendea Merudi. Makmendea Merudi. Merudi. <laughs> we shot that over the course of one day. Mm and it was just uh, just a band deciding they'd seen a trailer for a film they liked uh called Black Dynamite which was like um uh, for, for those of you like that love your film um it was a black exploitation film films from the 70s uh, that had black people that were also very low budget but you know they had the afros and they had the swag and the style and they were almost always set in a hood somewhere mm-hmm. but you had these Heroes Mm -hmm. showing up either to clean up their hood or they could be people who were dirtying the hood with drugs and stuff, but they were also fighting the man. And the man was always a white man. Um, And they wanted to take this idea of a black exploitation film and translate it to Kenya Mm -hmm. and what a black superhero Mm -hmm. would look like in Kenya. Mm -hmm. So before, you know, before we had even a Supermodo, which was like an, another superhero mm-hmm. film, we had Mark Mende. Mm-hmm. Um, they liked the idea, we liked the idea. We went home and got wardrobe that looked like it would come out of the 70s. And we showed up and we shot over the course of one day. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a budget. They gave us like crisps and, and soda. <laughs> Were well, they have fries even. I don't think so. It was <laughs> like crisps and soda and water. Mm-hmm. And... They had a very rudimentary shortlist and they were just shooting what made them happy. And then they found the story in the edit and it was released. And by the time I was joining Scan Group, it had become a viral sensation.
2: I remember, I feel like that was like the first viral.
0: It was, Yeah. it actually was. Yeah. It, was it was a thing that was seen around the world. It touched so many people. It inspired so much imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, K1, uh, Kevin Miner, who played Mark Mende, became the most recognizable face at that point. Um, He showed up in the news, he showed up local, international news, Wall Street Journal, CNN, um, I think BBC as well, uh, showed up on blogs, local, international, Mm -hmm. um, and that video racked up so many views when YouTube was still, it wasn't in its infantile stages, but it was still pretty early. Early. And internet connection wasn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. Smartphones weren't as pervasive as they are now. Um, But that was still such a proud achievement. But that was just a part of a movement of people saying, film is one of the ways that we're gonna express ourselves. Multimedia, whether it's TV, whether it's a small screen, whether it's music videos, Mm -hmm. whether it's small experimental short films, whether it's feature length films, Kenyans can actually get their stamp on that. Mm -hmm. So being there, um, watching, being in the US on YouTube and watching Sugar, and watching the trailer for Pumzi and Soulboy, and then coming and actually watching the films, Mm -hmm. and then actually watching Sugar when it came out on Vimeo, Mm -hmm. I was like, man, something's happening, something's Mm -hmm. happening, I need to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was quite gratifying to end up having a role on Nairobi Half-Life, which is probably the most consequential Kenyan film ever made. Mm -hmm. Maybe for all time, who knows, I don't know. Uh, But it it, it was special, that was special. So I think there was something that was validating about being in that film and having it enjoy the success that it did. Mm -hmm. That had me thinking, maybe I can leave my advertising job now. Um, So to give you context, Nairobi Half-Life, we shot it in 2010. Mm -hmm. It sat in post-production for a long time, for a whole two years,
1: really, and came out in 2012.
0: That's a long time for a movie to be in post. But when it came out, everyone was so happy with the result. Uh, by the time it came out, 2012, uh, September, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, we, I, I already was thinking, nah, I don't have a full-time job anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Akina Bithi and Jim, Bithi Masia, Jim, Jim Chuchu, who directed the, sure. the, the HAHE video, were now doing other cool things. Mm um there was people just doing a lot of cool stuff out there and i was like i, I really want to break free of these shackle- shackles and there was always support from the other side bithy quit an advertising job jim quit an advertising job and they kept saying dude when you're ready on this side we're waiting let's let's do let's make some cool stuff mm-hmm. so 2013 january mm-hmm. i quit my job okay. and that's when i could say i became a filmmaker wasn't a smooth journey though <laughs> I don't think there's any journey that's been smooth. Yeah. 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 Um, my God, it was an election
1: year.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, people don't talk about it enough, but every time Kenya enters an election year, it's not just that work ceases to happen. We enter a sort of mini recession. Yeah. Everyone is just holding on to their money. Sure. Uh, no one wants to bet on anything. Um, like no one is hedging their bets on anything. Mm-hmm. Whether it's creative, whether it's corporate, mm-hmm. whether it's residential, any anything anything mm-hmm. that's happening everyone just holds their cards to their mm-hmm, chest mm-hmm. because of the ghosts from mm-hmm. 2007 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes, this is the first for election sure, for sure since 2007 yeah, yeah. so there was so much tension that um, the four prospects that I had when I was quitting my job mm-hmm. that seemed set in stone mm-hmm. of those three fell through and the one that remained uh, was deferred up until August of 2013 mm-hmm. while I quit my job in January, January. That was a whole time of, what's going on? What's going on? Did mm-hmm. I make the right decision? Did mm-hmm. I actually? Mm-hmm. Have I messed it up?
2: Mm-hmm. Is my career over?
0: <laughs> I knew I could go back, yeah. but you, your, your, you, you, your ability to um. To uh negotiate, when you're the one who left, sure, you know, and and then come back, it'll be like, hey, mm, he's back. <laughs> Uh, and i didn't want to do that mm-hmm. i really 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 wanted to stay true mm-hmm. i think that was the most amazing um, um uh, like i said the most amazing thing that came to me is know thyself really know thyself mm. ask yourself the questions and every time i asked my, quest- my qu- myself questions i was like no that's not what i want to do so so i hung in there and um that was 2013
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh my god it's been seven eight years yeah
2: <sighs> <laughs> i mean i think it takes a lot of courage to stay true honestly Um, It does. Yeah. It does. That's one of the things I've always admired about you, actually. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh Yeah. Most of the times, your stuff, I'm like, yeah, hapo (laughs) guza. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I think from the outside, we don't necessarily see your struggle. Mm -hmm. I think you strike a good balance, though, with... um, even on your socials, like telling your story and the struggles, yeah. but balancing it with, but I'm staying true.
0: That's the that's, that's, that's only way I know how to live. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I can't, um, I'm really glad I came back home. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll, I'll, I'm completely unequivocal about that. Mm-hmm. I think I came back at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. I think I came back with, we're all very, we're more consequential than we think mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of how in control of our fate we are.
1: Mm.
0: We, the problem is, we're always looking at results and we're always basing those, those results on time. Mm-hmm. Those are not usually the best ways to measure how you're doing. The world outside will say, yeah, you know, time results. Results. what's what's coming in how mm. much money are you making mm. what are, have you hit your life milestones um, and how long is it going to take because we're not getting any younger so there's this hurry and there's this need even now more, more even more now for the need uh, there's, there's a need for uh, visible results mm-hmm. of the decisions that you're making they have to be as visible as possible mm-hmm. in as short a time as, as possible. possible and when you're when that's the thing that's driving you mm. you know if you' you're setting yourself up not for failure but for who knows you might succeed but it might be it might be called into question whether you're succeeding in the way that you want, you to. want to yeah mm. now I'll, I'll i'll say this i I still worry about when the rent. Where, where the rent is going to come from? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still a single man. I'm not married. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm 41 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the story. That's that's not the story of having made it. You know, settling down that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yet even at my most at my lowest moments, I'll never ever look at myself in the mirror and wonder if I made the wrong decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm not using the time and I'm not using the results. Mm-hmm. I'm using the truth. That's inside here, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the most pervasive force in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, uh, the Bible says we are made in the image of God. What right. did God do? Create? Right. Did, what did He do? He created. So, so who says that we don't have the capacity to create? Mm-hmm. And even if we're not able to see the creation right now, are you willing to take the steps? And are you willing to stay true to the person that you want to be five years from now, ten years from now, mm-hmm. whether there's a recession, whether there's a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Whether mental health issues come through, um, all of these will become part of the story of your creation. Right. Everything that you're living with, everything that I'm living mm. with now, is a result of my creation yesterday, yesterday and yeah. a year ago, yeah. and five years ago, and ten years ago. And it's really interesting that we're having this conversation now. Today is exactly 11 years since I came back what 11 years today on Are this day 11 serious? years ago is when i came back too so i there's not a better time to be having this conversation <laughs> 29th september to
2: the day to the
0: day i came back on 29th september wow 2009
2: oh so it's 12, years. It's, 12 years. it's 12 years it's 12 years it's 12 years actually yeah, yeah. amazing yeah
0: facebook mem- memories reminded me okay. because in 20 to 2010 i said it's been a year since i came back <laughs> a year ago i landed so i 12 years ago, wow, I was back on Kenyan soil. Wow, it's very meaningful for me, so very thank you.
2: meaningful thank you for, for me. me as well. Yeah. yeah, can we talk about how you went into writing?
0: Sh- sure, <laughs> <laughs> it was all circumstance.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah, it wasn't something okay. that I, I I really wanted to act, that is all I wanted to do. Okay, um, and um, this is not to say that I didn't have previous, like, you know. I, I, I drifted into it a couple of times but I knew quite quickly that it wasn't something I enjoyed doing. It's not. Is it's something so... I still don't enjoy doing. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the process of it. It's like, difficult.
2: Wow, you write so beautifully. That's one of the things I've always enjoyed about you is like, I remember Thank one you. time you were like, I think I wrote a long Facebook post yeah, yeah, and you were like, oh, keep writing. And I was like, wow, Mugambi's saying my writing is good. <laughs> writing is good <laughs> <by> <laughs> It really is. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the grammar police. But beyond that, right. I don't like you know set our time to write um, it takes time yeah
0: it takes energy and I knew that from the beginning interesting. and 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 the reason why sometimes it, writing sometimes is like good editing if you ever see a film that's well edited it looks easy mm-hmm. it looks like it was very easy to put together sometimes you don't even notice it uh, it's the same thing with writing um, you have you literally have to it's like giving birth it's it's literally Bringing something into the world that didn't exist before it's like making a sculpture, you know Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What is it? Uh, When back in our Christian days Mm -hmm. people would talk about Michelangelo looked at a slab of marble and so King David, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the same thing You're looking at a blinking cursor and you have all these muddled thoughts in your your head head and you have to put them out in a way that's coherent yeah
2: sounds like my struggle with instagram captions (laughs) yes
0: instagram captions are hell for me i'd be posting more if it wasn't for the captions because you have to know what do i accompany this picture with you know what is it that i'll say that's really speaking my soul right now because i don't want to do good morning guys i don't do that stuff i don't do the bible verse stuff much love to anyone who's doing that you know much love to you but that's not my thing yeah uh, but writing is difficult, mm-hmm. so I, um, I it, it happened as a matter of necessity. Mm-hmm. The fourth job, the one that didn't fall through mm-hmm. uh, when I quit my job, was a writing job. Mm-hmm. The first three were acting jobs, I
1: see.
0: so when all of those fell through, all I had left was writing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess this is something that I'm going to have to do now. Mm-hmm. I'd been doing it again like for fun when I had a job, mm-hmm. but now it was like, if you're going to make a living out of this. It might be something that you probably learn, need to learn how to do now for the medium you want to get into. Sure. Yeah. That's how I got into it. Okay. And that's how I'm still continuing. Yeah. Uh, it, it has been a matter of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a shortage of good writers. Um, not because there are no good writers out there, but because like I said, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. painstaking. Yeah. Um, and the rewards are not as um, visible. Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm. True.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 tough. Yeah. Um, so I, ha- I have to be in a position where the words that I'm writing mm-hmm. are fulfilling me first mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they're fulfilling other people. And to
2: even be gosh, to, yeah, to have mm. that space and to be in this place where words kind of pour out is a whole other.
0: Yeah. Uh, can I tell you? Yeah. I, you know this. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this for your viewers. Mm-hmm. I think we both know that no such place exists. <laughs> you have to just sit there and, push and, and push. push and push and push and push and push yeah. and then and then finally something happens mm-hmm. it's, it's like flow mm-hmm. uh, yes. but it's not the road there is not beautiful it's 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 tough you yeah. have to, to really struggle through yeah. it um yeah. yeah i'm in the middle of that right now okay. struggling through writing my next film so mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah okay so i was about to ask you what's next
0: it's my next film. <laughs> uh, right now what I'm doing now, um, I, uh, I, I, do, I do commercial directing right now, okay. and that's what enables me to stay at least financially afloat, mm-hmm. I was about to stay stable, mm-hmm. afloat, mm-hmm. afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as I'm doing that, I'm working on my uh, next feature, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm in the process of writing now. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a a story that's very personal to me, Mm -hmm. so I'm really giving myself enough space and time Mm -hmm. uh, to really get what I have to say uh, down on paper. I I think I'm I'm saying this for the first time, Mm -hmm. but at its most successful, this would be a film that would define me. Like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. This is who I am. This is what I have to give to the world. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very, very personal film. So I'm giving myself a lot of time and space and tolerance with it.
2: Of course.
0: Yeah.
2: I can't wait. (laughs) Neither (laughs) can I. (laughs) What got you to this point about, like, wanting to put that out there? Because I can imagine that requires quite a bit of vulnerability. It does.
0: Um, I... There's something about the world turning in 2020 Mm. um, and just turning around completely that had me thinking, yo, we are going to die. There is no other way this story ends. We will die. Mm -hmm. I used to think Jesus is going to come back. I still believe that might be, according to the lily, that he will return in some way. But I'm going to die. You're going to die. The person watching this is going to die. Death is Mm. the perhaps the surest thing that we know is going to happen to us in this life and if that's what's going to happen I might as well tell my story when I can um, I, there's so many stories that so many people want to tell uh, but I feel like they've buried them under circumstance and routine mm. and, and, and the roles that you imagined you were supposed to play as a human being But when all of that got taken away Mm -hmm. and and, and the world became this very unsure place, I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. I I, I did have and still do have my own uh, personal uh, struggles with mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, I am prone to depressive episodes. Mm -hmm. I am prone to anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, am I going to write in spite of this or am I going to write knowing full well that this is the experience. Mm-hmm. And I chose the latter, mm-hmm. knowing full well that this is the experience. Mm-hmm. The story of my life has not been one of, oh, that's smooth, that, that sailed smoothly, and that, oh yeah, and then that. None of that has happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I'm faced with another chapter of difficulty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, what do I have to say about this? That, 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 that's, that's why I chose to yeah. be very, very vulnerable. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, the very, very first idea for this film or the very first little tiny grain that would lead to now the film that I'm writing mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. came to me uh, in Philly. Really? Yeah, in, 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 in the summer of 2009, yeah. Um, the summer before I came. Okay. I was like, maybe, maybe we should do this writing thing. And I told my roommate who is American but had lived in Kenya a long mm-hmm, time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I we're like, maybe we should do this writing thing. We'd seen Dog Millionaire. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And it's
0: the first time we saw Indians in a Hollywood film, major you know? Film in a major f- yeah. feature Hollywood film yeah. directed by a major Hollywood director. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, maybe we can do this as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. I, I would say that was the true origin of, 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 the, of the writing. Right,
2: yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, I, you're always so open <laughs> about your mental health struggles um, and and I appreciate that because I think it gives people um, I, I, I mean I think we've all had our uh, struggles to be honest I remember middle of last year being in my mother's home mm. and breaking down because I was like I can't do anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: I have like I have two children I can't work I'm stuck here I can't go back to Kenya I have mm. no way of feeding them mm. um, and that was like that was it's, tough. yeah <laughs> Yeah, my mom basically buying all our groceries, diapers, and (laughs) I was just like, um, and so, yeah, seeing your story a lot of times, I'm like, okay, like, I'm not alone, and I'm sure other people resonate with that, and I just appreciate that you're open about it as well. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I I, I have to credit it to the tough year that was 20, uh, uh, when when I joined employment, just 2010, 2010 going to 2011. Mm -hmm. I just turned 30. that was mm. like the without a doubt the hardest. I I, I I don't think I've ever had it that mm-hmm, tough mm-hmm. mentally.
2: yeah
0: and I felt so alone, so, so, so alone. and, and I thought, if I ever have something to say about this that's it, right. yeah, just so that people think,
2: yeah,
0: people won't think
2: that they're, that they're alone. alone. And everyone,
0: you know, people are very open about what they're going through Correct. now, which I appreciate. Correct. It's not as difficult as it was back then, that's true. Where I could hardly even admit it to myself, I, I never know. ever told my parents, yes. Uh, probably even didn't tell my closest friends until it was so obvious mm. that I just had to be like, Yeah, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think people need to speak about yeah, it more, for sure, yeah.
2: Sure. Mm. yeah so I think you've in a weird way I know that journey hasn't been easy but you know you've had such a significant impact on the film industry here and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and yeah. I just I'd love to hear you know how you're thinking about approaching you know the next couple of years and what kind of impact you want to have on the creative sector
0: I dream of a Kenya where um, our ability, our desire Mm -hmm. to tell truthful, honest stories about ourselves Mm -hmm. and about our forefathers and about our children and our children's children. I I, I hope that those stories can be told freely Mm -hmm. and truthfully Mm -hmm. by everyone. If you think about the situation that's happening in Kenya now, there's a war going on and it's not a war that's being, it's, it's a war by the establishment on the people. And one of the ways that they've known that they can plug our voices is to plug our stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this week, um, this film, uh, I Am Samuel, which is an LGBTQ-themed film was banned by the KFCB. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Montoya is not mm-hmm. there anymore. Mm-hmm. We rejoiced when he left, but we all had a feeling, nah, it's gonna be business as usual. Mm-hmm. And now they have someone up there, whose name I can't remember, the mm-hmm. acting CEO, who's just spilling the same rhetoric.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is probably the most obvious example of the censorship that's going on. But there's a lot of stuff going on underground, the more mm-hmm. insidious stuff. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had to second-guess yourself as a result of being within our borders, then you know it's at work. Mm -hmm. If you've ever thought, oh, that's too smart, that's too out there, people won't get it, you know. um, People won't understand. That's not really my story. That's not our story. No, ours is, that's not Christian enough. It's Mm -hmm. not pure enough. It's not Kenyan. It's Mm -hmm. not African. Mm -hmm. It's not us. It's not Mm -hmm. all of this rhetoric is in our DNA right now. And the impact that I'd like to have is to be the person that recognized that in the DNA. And again, like I said, didn't work against it, Mm -hmm. didn't work in spite of it, but worked along with it and said, despite all this, despite all the programming that we've gone through from before independence, Mm -hmm. that programming is still alive and well today. And despite that, we will still say what we have to say. Mm -hmm. I want to be the creative that said what he had to say Mm -hmm. and said it free Mm -hmm. and feed others to do the same.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I wish you every success. Thank you. I can't wait to see what you accomplish. And I can't wait to have you back. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) this conversation um, could go for hours. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would
0: love to know what it was like for you. I don't know if anyone ever asks (laughs) you what it was like settling down. Because I couldn't believe he came back. Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, it seemed like you all had a good life out there.
2: Uh, we did. I had an excellent beamer. I had a house. I had a six-figure job. And I was miserable.
0: Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it.
2: We'll talk about that next time. Okay. Cool.
0: Thank you. All righty. Yeah, thank you thank for Thank you so
2: me. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mugambi and are inspired to follow the path and career that feeds your soul. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to get notified when we release new episodes. Next week, I am joined by Coach Roseanne, Kenya's foremost health and nutrition coach. She shares the story of her transition back to Kenya from the US, the hustle of building her coaching business, and the three pillars that she coaches her clients on to achieve a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. See you next time.